Yo, 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 yo. Yeah, welcome to another episode of GovCon with Courtney, man. I'm your host, Courtney Hayden. Let's get it. Yeah, okay, okay. Check this out, man. Last episode, man, um, I was talking about uh, identifying uh, different opportunities out there, qualifying for opportunities, uh, how, where to go look at government contracts on a local level for in your city, in your county. I pulled up different examples and stuff like that. Um, this time right here, I'm actually going to stay on that same path, but uh, the topic of this uh, episode is called Unlocking Opportunities. And pretty much on that, man, I'm just going to go over um, collaborating with different uh, businesses, uh, the role of mentorships and how important it is uh, collaborating with mentors and getting a mentor, building relationships with other small businesses and also with uh, other manufacturers as well that's in the um, that's in your local municipalities. Uh, today I do have um, a uh, what do you call that a uh, a person on the uh, on the episode with me. Uh, pretty much is going to just go over small things, small questions and stuff like that with me, man. He has a small business, always looking to get in, uh, get into a government two. contract. Oh, excuse me, brother. I have two small businesses. Yes, sir. Well, he has two small businesses, uh, and uh, I believe I'm trying to talk him into getting into government contracting here shortly, man. So we can try to make some money together, man, and uh, you know, go that route. Um, but yeah, you you go by. Would you go by, sir? Kane. Kane, okay, yeah, I got my brother Kane right here on the episode, man. Uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, and he's uh, he actually has his own podcast, man. Kane is able podcast. You got anything to say, man? Introduce yourself. What's going on, world? Uh, I go by the name Kane. As Courtney has let you guys know, um, I do have a podcast that's also hosted on Crux Media Group that you can find on all of your uh, podcast listening uh, platforms called the Kane is Able Podcast. Um, where I discuss a lot of real life scenarios, situations, um, and pretty unfiltered with the conversation that comes with it. So, uh, if anybody's looking to uh, listen in on content that's more uh, more in tune with the conversations <laughs> that happen in barbershops, back porches, front porches, uh, jail cells, and things of that nature, um, check me out every Wednesday at the Candace Able Podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Y'all go check him out, man. Make sure y'all check him out, man. He definitely got some dope stuff over there. Um, yeah, man. But uh, like I said, man, we're going to, uh, I just want to go over just a little bit, man, on um, a couple of little different topics on different opportunities and strategies for uh, minority owned businesses, man, to just try to be successful in securing contracts on a local level. Like I said, I do, uh, I will get to the federal side, but for right now, I want to uh, just stay on the uh, city and county level for right now. And with that, I'm a, the first topic I want to go over or discuss is uh, the role of a mentor and uh, how important it is. And from my experience, I will say uh, grabbing a mentor is very, very, very important when it get when it comes to getting into the government contracting space, because I found man that you can literally just be going around in circles, not really knowing what you need to be doing, uh, and getting with a mentor or somebody who actually is doing government contracting or has done, and you know has made millions or a couple of hundred thousand dollars or one one some government contracting, whether it may be on a prime level or a subcontract subcontracting level, 
they can definitely help you out. And I found that uh, my mentor, man, uh, shout out to Hamza again, man, he definitely uh, helped me out in a way that I was trying to rush things and and looking back on my notes and stuff like that. Months later, months down the line, I realized, like, dang, I should have been listening to Hamza, man, for real, and actually building a uh, business, man. And, and that's what's really uh, the most important thing about it is making sure that you have a business. And a mentor is that person that's going to let you know that, man. I think last week I went over um, three important things that you would need in a small business. And two of those things is a CPA and a banker. Uh, and the, for the third one, just check out my last week's episode. And um, from there, you can definitely know uh, what it is that you actually need as far as um, uh, starting a business, small business. Um, also, man, let me say, as far as a mentor, they definitely will save you some time as well, man. Uh, like a mentor, they actually, uh, they done had their ups and downs. They already done failed. They already done made mistakes, man. So I'm figuring it out, man. A lot of times if you want to not just um, take the steps, man, you don't, and, and sometimes it's, it's best to just pay and go ahead and take the, uh, take the elevator sometimes, man. And I feel like a mentor that who has, who is actually, done is done this business or she has actually done this business and actually still is actively doing the business in government contracting will help you out uh, especially one when it comes to uh, your local municipalities because uh, the local the local people man they're you got to think about it man they, these are the people again like I stressed on my last episode they are the ones that you can actually physically go out and see yourself like they are everyday nine to five people. And so with that being said, these mentors have already, uh, with these uh, small business owners, they have already um, collaborated or built relationships with these politicians or with these people that's in position, like these purchasing managers uh, for the city or the purchasing manager for the county or the purchasing manager for um, the police department or the fire station. Like all of those have their own individual uh, purchasing budgets that you pretty much uh, they pretty much have to allocate towards small businesses and those mentors or those other small businesses have already uh, built those relationships so that's why they pretty much go to them and that's why you don't see a lot of minority-owned businesses actually working with the local government because you have to really build those relationships man and that's kind of like a um like 85% of winning government contracts is marketing and building relationships. The, the model, what is it? Kissing, shaking hands and kissing babies. That's pretty much what you have to do all the time when it comes to government contracting stuff that, you know, people that look like us, they're not out they, there. We're not used to that. A lot of us not used to that. And I'm, I'm not going to say all of us, all of us, because obviously there are black and brown and yellow people that's very comfortable, um, uh, talking to strangers about the the very field that they're trying to get into and just going up meeting somebody new to introduce yourself uh, to try to, you know, get inside of a field. Uh, now, let me ask you this, uh, Kane. What, what do you think a role of a mentor should be when it comes to uh, learning something? Or, or what, do you, what do you think the role of a mentor is? What I was going to ask you first was when it comes to mentorship, 
should you pay for it? Like for a pay a person to be a mentor. I understand sometimes you should pay for the services um, that will help you get your business started. But as like a direct physical mentor, a person that you will call your mentor, should you pay for that service from that particular person? And what I found, I really do believe so, man. Like now people will like they give out a lot of information for free. You know, and, and a lot of people don't even apply for that. I mean, they don't even really do anything for that. So mm-hmm. I feel like if you pay something, or if you pay somebody a certain amount of money, you're more obligated to listen to what they're saying and actually follow their directions. And I found that paying some paying somebody to teach you mm-hmm. the ropes or teach you one, two, three, four, five, you know what I mean, the actual steps to get from A to B, then yeah, yeah, I believe you should pay for it. Okay. Um, Cause the reason I asked, growing up, um, somebody would have somebody that did teach some things. Yeah. Like say a barber or um, somebody from your church or something like that. You say that's my mentor, all because they kind of gave you some advice. Okay. And, you yep. know, most yep. time that, most time that's free. Um, but again, we you know we grew up in small, urban or rural towns where you know that's. Somebody's always going to be there that's going to be willing to teach you. But mentorship, as you said, is very important because what comes along with, with mentorship is also networking. True, true. You know yes, what I mean? Sir. You you got direct contact with this mentor, but that mentor, because they are a mentor for a reason. That means they're already done what you're trying to do. Facts, and yes. nobody got there alone. You know what I'm saying? All these billionaires became billionaires off somebody else's back or relationships. So um, having a mentor... Definitely would be more be important to someone that's fresh out of something or fresh into trying to do something because you don't know. And one thing that a lot of people have, have to do is swallow their pride. You could do all the research you want. You could read on your own, do all your research on your own, but you still gonna need somebody to tell you you gotta fill this form out. Hey man, yeah, uh, they actually got somebody to fill that form out for you, or they got some software. That all you gotta do is key in some things that you would, like. You say you would spun your wheels, try to do it on your own and figure it out exactly. on your own. And then, like I said, the networking aspect of it. Some mentors will come to you where you'll come to them about what you're trying to do and just, they'll just give it to you flat. But some see something in certain individuals that they're serious about what it is that they're coming to you about mm-hmm. and they'll be like, hey, man, I'm going to call this guy. I got a guy. He yep, can help you yep. with this and this and this because yep. you're going to need to do this and this and that. You know what I'm saying? So mentorship, networking, um, relationships, you know what I'm saying? Those yep. are three things. And I know earlier what you said about the CPA and, and the, the bank relationship, relationship with a banker to start a small business. Yep, yep. I also say mentor, networking, and relationships are three important things from a small business owner perspective that I think um, everybody would need to have as well. Correct, correct. I, I definitely agree with you on that right there, man. Like a, a mentor definitely is going to um, – guide you in a way that especially somebody that actually see that you're passionate about uh what you're trying to do man and they know they have already done been there and done there and they see that you know they believe that you know you're not going to waste their time or their money so a lot of times that's why i said a lot of times they do require you to just go ahead and and, like you're gonna pay me for my time you're gonna pay me to do this and then they don't even tell you anything Mm -hmm. and i so i say that man to say like when you're out here searching for a mentor searching for uh, somebody to collab with to try to teach you the ropes make sure you do your due diligence and find and 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 figure out that they're will make sure that they doing what they supposed to be doing or they have already done what they doing like don't just get on somebody that just been in this thing for six months like me like that's why i haven't started doing any type of real mentorship because i've only been doing it for like six months and i can't even say i've been doing it strongly for six months 
But I've been in this field for some years now to where I know a little bit more than somebody who was just who who's been in it for six months. Right. Like you wouldn't think that I just been in it for six months because I've been interested in this field for so long. But when I got with a mentor, my my first mentor, he helped me realize like, dang, like it's really a lot of opportunities out here. But when you're trying to get into a field and yeah, you got a mentor, it's really best to actually listen to your mentor, man, and, and mm -hmm. not just think that, okay, well, yeah, he told me this or she told me that and I'm gonna still do it my way. And it's like, it, you're, 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 it's never really gonna work for real in that way. You're pretty much gonna be doing the same thing that you were doing before, which is running around in circles for the most part, man. So like I said, what I found out, man, uh, well, what I've seen and what I have um, noticed is getting around people that's in this uh, government contracting space is what's going to help you out a lot too. And uh, like, and I say that because they have, uh, like I went to a networking event um, like a week or two ago, last week, and um, they had people there that was making like six figures, man, seven figure business, small businesses and stuff like that, man, with a, with a few employees and all of that. But me and two other companies that was there or small businesses that was there, were the only ones that actually was in government contracts. And like nobody, like none of the other ones was in it. So that really made me look at the situation like, well, dang, like, okay, yeah, these people get money, but they not getting this money over here. Or they don't know anything about this money over here. They haven't tapped into it yet. At all, you know, at, at all. And they actually are making money over there. So they have a stable business. It's just more so getting with somebody or getting around a group set of people like they did who are interested in getting in the government contracting space and trying to uh, build these relationships and these and potentially partnerships mm -hmm. to, uh, um, you know, make some money, man. Cause that's really what it's all about at the end of the day, man, is, is making some money, man. And, and actually building long lasting relationships to where you don't necessarily got to, you know, be best friends and y'all having cookouts and stuff with each other's families and stuff like that. But, you know, if I make you a million dollars this year and, and, you made me seven hundred thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm dang sure gonna try to be around you, man, as much as I can, or at least learn, learn what it is that you're doing for me as much as I can as well, so we can try to make this thing a little bit bigger, you know. And that kind of brings me to my next uh, topic, man, with building uh, strategic partnerships when it comes to uh, this government contracting space, man. And and uh, I say that because there are a lot of opportunities out there in this government contracting space like partnering up with your counterparts man and people that don't look like you or different like say for example man with with it being how things are set up right now they have um uh women-owned set-asides to where now you can partner up with a black woman or a um Indian woman or a Spanish woman and give her 51% control of the company and now you guys can take advantage of these set asides that's specifically for black women owned companies because now she is the 51% owners of the company which is all you gotta do is pretty much own 51% of the company and that that's, that's to be able to take advantage of the minority owned businesses but that's a that's a strategic way to uh, partner up with different businesses and stuff like that, man. And not only partnering up with um, 
black women-owned businesses, but partnering up with uh, Caucasians or white folks, man, that actually have the same line of business. Like, if you are in, if I ain't going to say construction because there's not a lot of black-owned uh, construction companies, but we have a lot of uh, electrical companies. So mm-hmm. let's say you have a black-owned electrical company and you already doing uh, facility maintenance and stuff like that in small businesses, like a handyman almost, but you're actually rewiring buildings uh, on a commercial level, not anything residential. Uh, everything I'm talking about is uh, commercial, you know, unless you, unless you are on a military base that are, uh, they are, redoing remodeling in the homes and stuff like that they got hit by the hurricane last year because that's what that's an active contract that's going on right now like they actually looking for uh people that do windows people that do siding people that electricians pavers like they're looking for all of those over there on uh, camp lejeune to pretty much redo those homes that got hit with that hurricane i think it was last year or something like that but um with that being said man you can uh, i say that to say man you can partner up with like I said, say if you're an electrical company, a black-owned electrical company, and uh, you don't know anything about a, you don't know anything about a, a government contracting or anything like that, but you know a company man, like Duke Power. Let's say Duke Power, for example. You got a, you got Duke Power, who is not a small business, so a lot of their billion, uh, their hundred billion, two hundred million dollar uh, contracts. They have to work with other small businesses, and that's where you come into play to where you can now sub with Duke Power and get a portion of their contract to work on this road or work on this commercial building or work on this uh, government building somewhere in the United States. So, And, and that's another way to generate uh, some more revenue, man, that you knew nothing about. But those are, uh, well, that's a, a um, strategic partnership that you can actually bring on in your own business to just pretty much try to expand it out, man, and and make some more money. Because, like I said, at the end of the day, man, it's all, it's all about making money, man, and and building relationships that's that's lasting. And if you ain't really, if you're not thinking about making no money, man, or or thinking about building up your business to make more money to either give to your kids or turn around and sell it and build another one, then, you know, maybe government contracting really ain't for you. But building relationships and building partnerships and stuff like that, man, is definitely going to be key um, when it comes to getting into this space, man, especially on the local level. Uh, like I said, like I said before man or earlier you have to um get comfortable or uncomfortable um reaching out to some of these small businesses that's in your area or you have to get comfortable uh reaching out to the police department or reaching out to uh the school and the school system uh offering your services and uh letting them know what it is that you actually do you know and that's how you know only way that they're going to actually know what you do and who you are is if you're actually actively marketing to the government like i said before man like 85 percent of government contracts are uh won by people who are actively marketing to the government but it's only 1.67% of black-owned businesses that are actively doing business with the government. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Compared to um, uh, white white small business owners who are at a 87% uh, rate. Then you have your Spanish. They are right, they right up right around us. They're like 1.9, 1.8. And then you have your Asian group. They're around 1.9, 2.0 as well. But we are the 
lowest ones when it comes to um, doing business with the government. But it's a lot of that has to do with us not knowing anything about it, us thinking that it's confusing or not even wanting to take the time to really learn the uh, the process. And because I know this because that's kind of what I did whenever I I went ahead and just started doing it full time. Like I literally was on some, I need to um, really learn my business. I really need to set it up, man, to do exactly what it's supposed to be doing, man. Like as far as the, um, the accounting side of everything, man, like what is that stuff called? Um, that you, well, you can, you can connect your bank and uh, with your account and stuff together. I can't think of the name of that class that they actually are giving right now uh, on the small business at the small business center. Um, but it's uh, with QuickBooks, matter of fact. They have a free course, man, where you can where you can learn QuickBooks. And, you know, that's another portion uh, of your business that you have to get under control, man, is the accountant side of it. Because at the end of the day, you still got to pay taxes. And then when you get to another level on this, on this thing and you start making over forty, fifty thousand uh, dollars, and you know you want to turn that LLC to a corporation, then you're going to have to start looking at you know different write-offs and and different tax brackets that you have to get in. You're going to have to hire these CPAs, man, and and tax breaks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A lot of tax breaks, man. When it comes to that, man, they actually um, when you when you have a corporation and you actually uh, they are the tax breaks come from the employers that you actually have with employees that you hire and like the assets that you buy, like the real estate and stuff like that, man. A lot of the tax breaks come from those. Uh, but when it comes to the government, the government, you know, you you can't even charge the government taxes at all. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's a it's a, it's a good game to play in, man. And I, I just feel like we we need to, um, you know, do more strategic um uh, partnerships, man, and just more, just be more strategic on how we uh, move around in this field right here, man, because it's wide open for black-owned businesses, man, to really change your life. And that's what I'm learning right now. Quick question for you. Yes, sir. Um, when it comes to getting, proposing a contract, I'm pretty sure you got to do a, a RFP, yeah. a, a request for proposal, um, and like you will write it based off the requirements that that entity Government entity is is warning whether it's you know the landscaping of a business mm-hmm. or electrical wiring or whatever. Um, how often have you seen in some of these contracts where they require um, the applicants to employ uh, someone of the LGBT community or a certain amount of veterans or a certain amount of uh, African Americans or women? I, I've heard talks before amongst you know some other men and business owners that. That there is some type of either grant that you can get, or some type of maybe a tax break for employing. Mm-hmm. I think it's three or four of those. Uh, I can say the nominations, but people identify right. under those uh, terms. Right, right. Now I have seen. I haven't. I, only thing I have seen is the um, the women, the women-owned businesses. Like I was uh, looking at a janitorial uh, contract, and they actually required you to have a uh, well, at least be doing business with a women-owned business. Like even if you was a prime contractor and you were subcontracting out the work to, let's say, I think they had it on three different companies. One of them companies had to be a, a woman-owned company in order for you to even be able to qualify for the uh, the RFQ, what they was asking for, mm. you know? And so 
you it, it literally just boils down to actually reading the um, the RFP, the RFQ. Uh, they could just be asking for the information, the RFI, um, and finding out exactly what it is that they actually um, looking for and what or what they requesting for. Sometimes, you know, if that's I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised, man, if they you know start being more specific and trying to be more inclusive mm-hmm. uh, and diverse in the way that they uh, they want their contracts to be awarded. You may award it, yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised on how how it's going right now. And so, you know, that's another way, man. Like, if it came down to that, man, just like I say, man, it's just all about being uh, strategic, man, and and building your relationships mm-hmm. and seeing, reading the opportunities that's out there. Because, like you said, man, it could be, it could be, you could be living in a county or a city that's, and this is what I'm going out there, and I'm giving y'all gym right now, man. Like, in my, in my, my city, man, yeah, it's 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 black folks there, but it's predominantly white. And so the city next, the county in the city next to me is predominantly white. So there are not a lot of black-owned businesses that are uh, going after the government contracts on that local level or city, uh, that city or the county level. So that's where I come into play to try to educate the black-owned businesses to go toward the counties or the cities that are not that uh, don't have a lot of black-owned businesses there. Because that's what they're obligated to do is spend money or do business with minority owned businesses. But again, um, you have to be uh, you you still got to be aware of um, of where where they at for real real, and what actually uh, the demographics. Exactly. Exactly. And that's that's exactly what I'm looking for. The um, the demographics, man. And just make sure that you you uh, are qualifying for these uh, these um, awards, man, or these solicitations when you start looking them up and just follow exactly what they actually saying. And, you know, you can't really go wrong like that, man. Like, um, But for the most part, man, it's just more so just being strategic, man, in your partnership, man, and uh, strategic in marketing to the government, man. And next week I am going to go over capability statements and how important having a capability statement is, man, because that's definitely one of the most important things that you want to have. I'm going to definitely throw in another trick on there about how to get a, um, how to do your capability statement uh, to where you pretty much just copy copying somebody else who's already doing the thing that you want to do already, man, so you don't have to, uh, you ain't got to reinvent the wheel, man. Like in school, you know, they taught us to, you know, don't do no copying. Don't do none of that, man. Like, actually... Plagiarism. Yeah, like, they call it plagiarism. Like, you had to cover it. Like, you know, don't look over there. They cheating you, man. Like, you had to do all of that stuff, man. So, In the like, real world, though, they call that using a template. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that, and it's, and that's where... That's where I was getting to, man. Like, they are, there are um, free, uh, free templates out there. There are actually um, other um, marketing tools on Google, on these other search engines, search sites and stuff like that, that um, that will help you out. And all you got to do is search in capability statement, man. But the uh, one of the gems I'm going to leave you guys with today for with the capability statement when I, before I get up out of here is... You can go on, let's say, let's say, for example, you want to, uh, you are a marketing company, right? And um, you would go to uh, governmentspending.gov, I mean, uh, usaspending.gov, and pretty much type in marketing. You will find out, do do your research. Now, I'm not going to give you everything. Now, walk your hand now. But 
find out, figure out who is doing the most business in the marketing field. From there, you would just go to their website, go to their actual website, their pay their business website. Now, just like my mentor Ham said, man, everybody in the everybody who's doing business, who's making who like Boeing and all of these people who's making like winning billion dollar contracts, man, hundred million, two hundred million dollar contracts, they have to have a capability statement. So it's mm -hmm. like, so what makes you think you don't need to have one? You know, even if you're doing uh, local, if you're doing business on a local level or a uh, a county level, you still need to have your capability statement. You know, because that literally is like your business resume. You know, but I say all that to say, man, whenever you go on this website. Go on, they uh go on, go to their uh, about us, man. Go check out their capability statement, and pretty much if they are a marketing company and they and they uh, colors on their stuff is yellow and green and blue, you want to have your capability statement yellow, green, and blue. If they have round corners, you want to have round corners as well. Like you want to have the exact same thing on your capability statement or the exact design that they would have on their capability statement. And you may be asking, why would you want to copy somebody else that's uh, that's doing it? And the question is, why wouldn't you want to copy mm -hmm. the person that's making billions of dollars and they seeing the government like the government may may look at your capability statement and see exactly like, OK, well, at least they they just like Boeing. They know exactly what they're talking about or they just like. Uh, Crooks Media Group, man, like they they got the same color with them, man. So they they know exactly what they own right now. I mean, hell, look at Toyota and Lexus. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Almost it's <laughs> exactly, man. It's crazy. So it's like it's like yo, when you when you um when you want to you know make things a little bit easier, man. A lot of us complicate things by overthinking it, you know, and that's that's. A part of my problem, well, it was a part of my problem when this government contracting space, man. I was overthinking it, and it really ain't, it's really not that complicated at all, man. It's just doing stuff that we don't be doing, and that's reading, you know, and actually comprehending what's being said and what's being asked of, or if you don't understand, actually asking questions and calling these um, uh, contracting officers and stuff like that. You had, you had, you about to say something? No, I was going to say when you were saying, um, that you were overthinking things. I was gonna say, uh, we call that paralysis by analysis. <laughs> For real, <laughs> like like you you done studied it, you done read over it, and you know what you're supposed to do, but you don't act because you're overthinking it, mm -hmm. or you done uh, talked yourself out of it. Right, like you right. know exactly what to do. I'm saying you done studied it, you done read books, you done read material, but now you done did it, so you done analyzed it so much that mm -hmm. you done made it the way you can't do nothing. So that's what we call that. We call you know the overthinking part about it. Uh, paralysis by analysis. Paralysis by, by paralysis. Paralysis by analysis. By analysis. I got you. Paralysis by analysis. Got you, man. And that, I guess that's what it was. That was my problem, man. Just overthinking, man, and overstudying, and thinking I had to, you know, I had to do this and do that and do that. And it's like, nah, man. Like, learn your business first, man. Build your business up, man. Make sure that's in place first, man. And then move next to the move forward to the next step like like I, I i've said i'm gonna say it again man don't let nobody include myself rush you through this process when it comes to government contracting man my plan is to try to just take as many people by the hand and walk them through this process as fast and simple as as i can like the and doing business on a uh, a local level with your city with your county uh even with your state man is uh, it's pretty much the same exact process. Like you're going to look at the RFP. You're going to make sure that you can actually do the 
do this that they're actually asking for, understanding what it is that they're asking for. If they're asking for any uh, certifications or, or like bonds or anything like mm-hmm. that, you want to make sure that you actually qualify for this before you spend any more money on it, I mean, any more time on it. Uh, and with that, like whenever you start reading more solicitations and reading more RFQs and RFPs and I's, you will notice like you don't have to read everything. Like you can go straight to the parts that – pretty much tells you if you can or if you should move on, you know, and once you get there, then it makes it a lot easier. Me, myself, I use um, I use a company, uh, Global Connects, man, and they pretty much uh, send me all of my solicitations that I want, man. I put in my NATE codes, uh, what city or state if I want them, uh, if I want them to uh, be specific, but I get a national, uh, I get all of them across all the states, and they pretty much send me those uh, solicitations off of SAM, off the county level, off the city level, and the state level that's around that NAIC code. So I don't really have to spend a lot of time, on, I don't have to spend no time at all on uh, SAM.gov or any, other the, any of these uh, websites that much because I get that data sent to me. Now, I pay for this data, but um, I get it sent to me, man, to where I don't have to, you know, because when you when you're going through a solicitation and you, you know, you read over RP, RFQ, uh, sometimes, man, them things can be long, man, and they can be very, very extensive, man. And, and, you know, like I said, again, we don't like to do a lot of read on anything like that for real when it comes to stuff that we don't know or we learn in a new a new topic or a new field. And so. I, all I'm asking you to do, man, is just take your time and actually read these things and, and make sure that you, you're not skipping over anything, especially if, you, if you're if fresh. Because, uh, you know, just like I told y'all a couple weeks ago, man, like when, on the first episode, like I literally had just learned that I was I, I was reading over this one this, uh, these solicitations and I was skipping over this one section thinking I didn't have to read it. And I needed this uh, this certification the whole time. So, you know. I, I'm right now trying to catch up so I can get this uh, this role switched over on my end so I can really start doing uh, business with the government uh, on a, you know, selling products, selling, selling I ain't going to say top secret products, but selling specific products that you're going to need a, a certain clearance in order to sell them or even see the specs of them. You know, and that's where, you know, that's my that's my mistake. Nobody else, uh, you know what I mean? Nobody else's mistake but mine. Like, like I'm telling y'all, I want y'all to do the same thing that I did when it comes to uh, missing information or just reading over stuff and, you know, uh, not knowing what you're reading. Like, that's a big thing too, man, comprehension. Like, a lot of people don't be knowing what they're reading when it comes to this uh, government contracting space too. So, you know, that's where it comes to asking questions. That's where I'm circling back to uh, collabing and, or collab- collaboration and getting a mentor, you know, getting around people who are already in this space, uh, getting around people who are trying to get in this space, man, so y'all can learn together, man, and, you know, make it a habit to uh, pick up, uh, go on Sam.gov or go to your uh, your local or um, your local purchasing uh, department or your county's purchase department online and start looking up the, at these solicitations. Like, start right there. Like I said, we're going to start on a local level. Start at your uh, local purchasing, uh, purchasing department. Look at the past solicitations or the present solicitations. Uh, if it's in your field, you know, and you've seen that they awarded a landscaping company last year uh, at your uh, in your county, most of the contracts are for five years. They have a base year, and then they have a, a an option extended four extra years. So it'll be a total of five years for all for norm, for all contracts. 
if you are a landscaping contract, right, and this first year has uh, is almost about to pass, say you got five months, you got five months um, passed in the uh, that that went past in this current solicitation. Go ahead and start marketing to this um, marketing to this local government, man. Uh, send it, send them your send them your capability statement. Let them know what you do. Ask them questions. Make sure that they actually are uh, happy with the services that they're getting right now. You know because. It's their option to extend that extra year, you know, but it's going to it's it's going to it's going to be you, you know, to actually have to come in and change their mind to see like, OK, well, let's see if we can try this person right here. They have a they have good past performance. Their price is a little bit better than this current person. You know, that's a way to get in because normally they are looking at the person who ha who can show past performance and you have the lowest price. You know, but when you read that RP, it's going to tell you exactly But a lot of those be on lowest price terms, though. And so that's where you can come in as a small business, man, and, and take a job from somebody else, man, that's not doing the job. Or if you see, if you're around your city, man, and you see some things ain't getting done or that you need to get done, like roads need to be paved or sidewalks need to be paved, and you have a cement company, you can go to your county, go to your city and present these off, uh, present a proposal to them to take care of those. You know, and that's another episode that I, I uh, we know that's another topic that I can talk about on another episode, man, on being strategic about how you uh, reach out to these local municipalities, man, and, and be strategic about reaching out to minority owned and non-minority owned businesses, man. No, just look around in your local area. You do not have to um, go outside of your city to find some money because I promise you, if you are living in the United States, it is some money in that city. You know, uh, and that's pretty much all uh, that I have for today's episode, man. Uh, next week's episode, uh, I'm going to try to go ahead and um, build on a little bit more on building relationships, man, networking, different techniques on networking and stuff like that on the, on the local and city level. Uh, still build on uh, how to build relationships, man, partnerships and stuff like that. Uh, I'm, I may try to bring on another guest, man, to talk about build, the importance of building uh, partnerships in the uh, minority uh, minority group, man. Uh, because it is important, man. We got to start working together a lot more than we are, man, to try to build up this wealth in our community um, and, you know, try to build up some wealth in other communities as well, man, buying assets and all that good stuff. Um, I appreciate you for coming on and uh, appreciate you coming on my show today, man. Um, you know, I hopefully get you on here again. You yeah. got any uh, got anything you want to leave the people with? Nah, man, I appreciate you for having me, man. Um, good information, man. As always, uh, I always contact you anytime I have any type of contracting questions or any type of you know financial questions so um, thank you for deciding to create a platform for me to easily access this information now that I want to get from you <laughs> yes, um, sir. but yeah again like just like I said in the beginning man you could, uh, catch me at every Wednesday at the Candidate Podcast um, if, you, if you're in the Dollarton, Florence, South Carolina area you need your, your yard cut uh, 2385 landscaping hit us up yes sir um and you know, Kane is able. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, man. Y'all make sure y'all check me out on man on all of the uh podcast platforms, man. Apple, Apple Podcasts, man, all of those good things, man. And uh GovCom with Courtney. I am your host, man, Courtney Hayden, man. I'll see you guys next time.